Welcome to the Backbox Pinball Podcast, a podcast for lady pinballers and their friends. Each week, we will sit down with a guest and chat about news and events related to women in the sport and hobby of pinball. Now here's your host, Lauren Gray. Welcome, everyone, to a special edition of the Backbox Pinball Podcast. I am super excited. It's the end of 2019. A lot of major stuff has been going on in 2019. I feel it's been the year of pinball, at least one of them anyway. I am excited because we're going to do kind of a top 10 year in review. And I am joined by, from Columbia, South Carolina, Miss Crystal Gamnick, and from New York, Miss Stephanie Guida. Yay! Hello. Yo. Better known as the Voices from the Riptide Pinball Podcast. I was so excited. I was a little nervous because you guys were like one of the inspirations for me starting the show. So I was like, I'm going to ask them. I don't I, I don't know. They're cool chicks, but I don't know if they'll come on the show. So I appreciate you guys being here today. Oh, that's so sweet. Glad to have Glad to be here. That's awesome. I know, right? Yeah, I know. You guys were, were a total inspiration to me. I love y'all's energy and I love your show. So so thank you so much for being here today. Uh, for folks who, who don't know you, and we'll start with you, Stephanie, uh, can you tell us? your pinball origin story, where you started, and kind of where you're at today. All right. Well, I started pretty much because of my dad. Um, I grew up kind of just outside in New York City, and so my dad participated in a lot of leagues around. I just recently realized the legendary Broadway Arcade, he had trophies from, like, placing second in a league there and it never dawned on me that the cool pinball I was like playing with on his award was from there but my dad would drag me around to uh, various places as a kid and then uh, I hit adolescence in like what the early uh, noughts and that's you know pinball's dead zone era and so my dad and I would go on drives, um, often an hour or more just to find like a few machines that maybe worked. I mean, there were a couple of good hot spots, but like there was one time that we went to some random place in Connecticut for like two machines that maybe worked, which didn't work out so well for me only because I liked three machines at the time, Monster Bash, Medieval Madness, and Whodunit. But it's always been kind of a part of my life. And then after I graduated college, my dad convinced me to go along with him to rock fantasy um, at one point. Cause he was, you know, part of the league there and had been for like the last year or so. And I was like, league. Okay. And um, as nervous as I was, the bug bit me because it was like, Oh, I can play pinball. It's it's everywhere. There's new stuff. And over the past couple of years, it's just kind of snowballed. And here I am <laughs> thinking about pinball a lot, having two machines, etc. That's, oh, that's awesome. I love that you have that connection with your dad. I've talked about that too, because my dad is also the person who introduced me to pinball as well. So I love that. That's awesome. Yeah, I think dads are like pinball's secret weapon. Not my dad. <laughs> You're Crystal's like straight no my dad's like that's her thing she can do that I'm gonna watch I'm gonna ask her some questions but that's no (laughs) he's being supportive in his own way (laughs) all right Crystal uh share us uh your story so I was around 2013 I was going through a pretty bad breakup and um a mutual friend of me and my exes was starting the Chicago Pinball League um out in the city it was the very first bar league that ever um 
came about in Chicago. And um, so I was going out and playing a lot to kind of like keep myself occupied and keep my mind going. And uh, I joined the, the bar league and uh, joined a team and then switched teams and kept playing and became obsessed with it. And um, it's sort of just spiraled from there, as they say. Um, I, you know, I have a couple of machines that I got in the last few years that I, um, I love to learn how to work on. I got a job at Logan Arcade, which was incredible because that was like taking your hobby and then being like, okay, yeah, I do this for a living. And it's like, it, it's pretty rare, I think, for that kind of thing to happen. But I was incredibly lucky that um, I got to do that because now I'm in my career. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So it's very rare that you get to actually love what you do and like your hobby becomes like your paying gig. So I think that's awesome. Cause I, I know you worked at the very famous Logan arcade and then you, you know, now currently work for Marco. I mean, that mm-hmm. that's a pretty cool gig. <laughs> yeah. I like it so far. <laughs> well, awesome. Again, ladies, thank you so much for being here, but I do want to talk about, because it was such an inspiration to me, what mm-hmm. led you guys and either one of you jump in to start the Riptide pinball podcast. I mean, I guess it kind of... It was Twitter. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of... I posted a Facebook post, and it'll come around in like a month or two, I'm sure. You'll see me share the memory um, about why I was like, huh, there are a lot of good podcasts out there. Does anyone know any with more women on it? Because all I can think of... It are like Skillshot, Tilt Through, and um, the Pinball Podcast. And the immediate response was like 20 different people going, do, do it. it. And I was like, wait, do what? They're like, do a podcast. What? And it kind of just <laughs> happened. Yep. Oh, my goodness. I mean, and I really, the things I, I like about your show, you guys have great chemistry together. Um and you guys break down things and you guys both bring, you know, your own mutual experiences and, and individual experiences. And I love the fact that you have a baseball segment because I'm a huge baseball <laughs> fan and it cracks me up. I'm like, I remember the first episode I listened to, I was like, oh, shut your face. I was like, oh my God, they have a baseball segment. So we should bring that back, Steph. <laughs> we should, we even though. We haven't uh, done it in a while. The season's over. Well, it's hockey season now, so. Uh, puck ball. Puck ball. Yes, puck yeah. ball. <laughs> Which I would also enjoy. Even though I'm in South Texas, I do love hockey. Um, but yeah, no, I enjoy. Who's your team for baseball or hockey? They're both Chicago. I, I've mentioned this on a few episodes. I, I was born in Chicago, but I grew up in Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm a huge Hawks fan and like I'm a diehard Cubs fan. I don't have it right now, but I have a sparkly Cubs mug that goes with me everywhere. Everybody knows. It's adorable. Oh, th- no, don't tell Sox me you're fan. a White Sox fan. 100%. Ah! Oh, no. Okay. I've, I've rethought this entire podcast. I'm really sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Stairs and Yankee. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God. It's like my nightmare come true. <laughs> <laughs> what teams do you dislike the most, Lauren? The White Sox and the Yankees? I was like, ah! So, but I like y'all. So, I'm, I'm going to transcend this moment. <laughs> Hey, look, Teolis is a Toronto fan. That doesn't stop us from being fans. Oh, that's true. (laughs) I like Toronto. So what's what's your hockey You're a Toronto. Torontonian. Yes, that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, the Leafs are my hockey team. Nice, nice, nice. Mm -hmm. Steph? Rangers. Rangers. Which causes a lot of consternation because, you know, New York, it's... 
devils, islanders, rangers, about evenly split around here. Um, the owner of Rock Fantasy is a devils fan, which gets fun. Because <laughs> he'll like, it, and there's a bunch of diehard rangers fans, and he even has like bubble hockey that's rangers devils <laughs> at the uh, next door bar. Is that your cat? Yeah. Get out of we love the kitties. We love the Delilah. I had to put her out because she's like taken to barking during the show. And I'm like, why do you do this? Aww, I mean, ma- mama loves you, but it's like, literally I start to talk and she starts barking. I'm like, stop, stop. So she even, I did an interview with Parsons and like, she started barking the minute I started answering questions. And I'm like, I have to take you out. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, why mama? Why? But, but yeah, no, I am. Uh, I mean, that would be cool. I would like to see like a bubble hockey. That would be fun to play. So, I mean, I like all hockey. We say, say the closest hockey NHL team we have is the Stars in Dallas. So, if I want to watch a major league, I have to go up there. But, you know, we have like a local like farm team here, um, the hmm. Rampage, which I, I just like, I love going. Like, whenever I can get a chance to go to a Rampage game, I go. The last game I saw it was several years ago it was the Bruins and. It was the the leaves actually. It was the ruins and the leaves, and it was like so much fun. And but I'd never been to a NHL game. I'd only been to like you know local games, and and I was like, oh my god, <laughs> it's like yeah, this is really intense. Be, that would be a good game to watch. Those guys have got a big rivalry. Yeah, no, and I like the like I'm there with this guy, and like we're like in regular street clothes, and everybody else is in Bruins gear, and I'm like, I feel I feel a little out of place, and I feel we may may have made a mistake about not wearing Bruins gear, even though we're not Bruins fans. <laughs> we have to dress like the locals, adopt their customs. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I love hockey. So I, but I love that segment on your show. I, I totally, I totally enjoy it. Um, but, but you guys, I'm, I'm so happy that you're here today and we're going to chit chat about the top 10 things that we saw in pinball or that, you know, our pinball experiences is just kind of like a top 10 of 2019. Um, so I'm going to kick it off with number 10. And for me, it's a little more personal, but it's, it's starting the podcast. So back in, so I started listening to y'all's podcast when I started, you know, really kind of going headfirst into pinball. And I was like, I want to do a podcast. I was like, I should do a podcast about lady pinball. And um, I have to say, so so thank you so much to Stephanie. She was really helpful. She answered like some questions I had about the like technical back end of it. Um, but again, you guys were such an inspiration for me doing this podcast. And it's just been a huge, it's been a huge undertaking. And then there's some times where I'm just like, I'm so tired. I don't want to edit anything. I'm like, Ugh. I, I, I feel like maybe I kind of over like committed. I'm like, I'm going to do an episode every week. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> What are we doing? Yeah, it's a lot to do it a week. I've watched Ron when he was doing that, and it was like, just wow. Especially because of how uh, stringent he was about editing, <laughs> and that's why Slam Tilt's no longer weekly. Yeah, it's I, I I am trying to keep it to weekly. I mean, because I feel like there's enough content there, but it is it is tough. <laughs> uh, listeners, I I love you all so much, but I will tell you, it is tough to. And it's not even the recording part that that's actually the fun part, the actual like chit chatting and recording. The The tough part is actually sitting down and editing because for every hour you hear 
like of the show, it's a minimum of an hour to two hours for me to sit down and edit because I have to edit all the blank spots out. I have to edit if there were some things we need to take out. Uh, I have to put in the intro and the outro or if there are any kind of special sound effects. So it's, it's a lot of work to do a podcast, but it has changed my life and I am so excited about it. And I really wouldn't be here without you two. So thank you. Oh, that's so nice. I know, right? You've done so well. I mean, you've like, you've crushed it. Like, oh. I love listening. Yeah, yeah. You, 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 well, thank you. You. Like, you picked it up like it was your freaking job. You've been, um, I think, I said freaking, not the other it's word. Okay. It's okay. We can leave that in. That's okay. We'll, we'll leave okay. that in. Um, yeah, you've been, you've been doing so well. And it's always, it's always so great to hear, like, to see who's going to be on next, especially because you talk to people who like other podcasters, I guess, normally wouldn't talk to and you're speaking to women, which is even more awesome. Um, yeah. So good job you. Oh, thank you. And I just checked my numbers cause I get like fancy metrics from my podcast host. I'm about to top 10,000 downloads. So, which I wow. was like, what? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I was excited, but I just, I, there's like about, 29 episodes this will be episode 30 total between like the little flips and the 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 regular episodes and i was like oh my god i was like that's insane i just can't imagine i mean i know people listen but the the hit 10,000 downloads i was just like what so that's so great yeah congrats thank you thank you thank you but again like you guys were, were such an inspiration so thank you all right, number nine of our list of the top 10 best pinball moments of 2019. I'm going to kick it over to you, Stephanie. What is your uh, favorite moment for 2019? My favorite moment was probably the release of Black Knight Sword of Rage. Really? Well, I mean, the lead coder is Tim Sexton, mm. and he's kind of a hometown boy for us. Like, before he moved to Chicago, for Stern, he was playing at Rock Fantasy with all of us. So it's kind of like that scene in the movies where all the hometown crew are like crowded around a TV going, look, the the protagonist is doing the thing. Jamaica has a bobsled team. (laughs) (laughs) That's basically been the entire OCPC with Timmy. So when that came out, we were all like totally losing it. And like a bunch of us like explicitly went to his panel at Pintastic up in Massachusetts and it's just been really great. And it's a really fun game too. I love it. My favorite thing on that game is the dang toy, the flail. I I, I don't know why I love that thing so much. But it's my favorite thing about that game. It's shiny and spinny. And it, it's shiny and spinny and it's got like flair. But it can do a number on you. <laughs> it can. Sure can. Yeah. That thing is just brutal. I'm like, stop kicking it back. Stop. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. All right. So Black Knight, Sword of Rage from Steph. All right. Crystal, what would be your one of your top 10 moments of 2019? One of my top 10 was probably uh, playing in my first Pinberg. Um, was that your first Pinberg? It was technically it was my first Pinberg. I'd been to Replay FX before the two years previously, but I hadn't competed. So this was my first um, Pinberg, like playing as in the competition, um, and it was really it was a great experience. It was a great personal experience. It was a great social experience. Um, as I mean, as we all say, it's, you know, like pinball summer camp. Um, 
Oh, um, sorry. So uh, it was just a lot of fun to see everybody as always and, and play and go in there with no expectations about my, you know, about how I was going to do and then do relatively well. So I, I had a blast. I loved it. And it's great. I'm very excited. I even posted on the Facebook page. Um, they, somebody had like a Google Doc about like tips for, you know, going to Pinburg. I'm super excited. I already have my place to stay. Um, I got in an Airbnb because I was trying to find a cheap hotel and I couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's just not happening. And I think I saw that. And I know Elizabeth told me on the next to last episode, but I don't remember the actual date, but I know the tickets are going on sale in February. So I hope to make it into Pinburg. I mean, we'll see. <laughs> you got to be there on the ready, ready to refresh. I know. I mean, I was you like, you have to have a little bit of luck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it, it seems like it's like, you need like, all, it's kismet. It's like all these things have to align for you to get into Finberg. I mean, the, the fact that it sells out in under a minute is just unfathomable to me. It's like, and then la- the last episode, Priyanka was talking about like her first experience at Pinburg was like in 2010. And she just like signed up. Like you're just signing up for like a regular, like, you know, league tournament or something. She's like, I just wow, signed up. That's I know like, from that to where we are now, it's just amazing to me. That's so great. Yeah. It's really evolved. Yep. Shows the growth. Yeah, no, it, I know. It's just getting bigger and bigger. I mean, everybody with replay effects and Papa, I mean, they just do such an awesome job. And that leads into my number seven or our seven on our list of the top 10 things going on. The whipped finals, which I've talked about for the past six months since they took place. Um, but I thought that they were just so, I mean, I liked the original, the 2018 whipped. That was great. But I just thought there was just so much drama and so many things going on that the whipped finals for 2019 team were just really epic and really interesting. I thought that uh, Katie and uh, Kate and Jessica did an amazing job um, on running whipped and putting that all together. Um, so, I mean, what, what did you, did you guys play in whipped? Um, I did. I was just shy of making the finals cut. I think somewhere in the middle of the pack, mm. And so I think I ended up leaving before the finals because it's like six hours to get home. And I wanted to go home at that point and not get home at like two in the morning. Yeah. 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 I didn't, I didn't get a chance to play. I was, um, I was also driving home. My, my ride was, I think our drive was eight hours back to Columbia. So it was just, um, just didn't happen and um, kind of a bummer, but eventually I'll play. <laughs> yeah, it's a ton of fun. I really want to play in 2020. I'm hoping that I get to play in Pinburg and Whipped. I mean, obviously, we'll see with the signups and see how that goes. But um, it just looks like so much fun. And it, I wish it was a little earlier because I, I that's the common thread I hear from people. They're like, I had to leave. I had to leave. It, you know, it's like, you know, the final day of camp, everybody's parent is coming to pick them up. Um, it's time to go. So I kind of wish it was a little earlier during replay effects, but I understand why it's, it's a separate event and it just happens the way it falls on the calendar. I think, uh, this year, uh, 2020 rather, I think I'm going to volunteer to TD again, which I did in 2018. Um, and if Kate will have me, I would love to, to help out again. Um, so that'll be, that'll be a good experience again and to do it a second time after doing it for the very first time and experiencing what it's like to TD a major tournament like that. It's, it's pretty cool. I think. 
Yeah, I mean, I get nervous TDing my local Bell stuff. I can't even imagine what it's like to TD something like Whip. Yeah, like I, I would freak out. Yeah, Kate. I remember the first year I was just kind of there because my ride was TDing, and there was one point where Kate just went by and it's like, "Do you need a hug?" And she's like, "Yes, please." <laughs> and then last year she was like posting on Facebook, can someone bring me a macchiato? And she got like five. <laughs> and she deserved everyone. She just does a, such an amazing job. So I just, I love her and and her and Jessica again. Um, I'm excited to see what 2020 brings and hopefully, fingers crossed, I'll get to be in the whipped. I, I don't even expect to make the finals. <laughs> I, don't, I don't dream that big. It's like, I'd like to finish and not embarrass myself. So the, you know, small goals, baby goals. <laughs> It's kind of hard to embarrass yourself. Like if you actually get in and you're traveling to Pittsburgh, even if you have like the worst games of pinball, you won't embarrass yourself. We've all been there. So it's, (laughs) it's, it can get competitive, but it's just like any other women's event. It's that camaraderie is still there. Oh, in force. I love that. That's, and that's, that's why I love, women's events. And, and we, we were talking about this. So my co one of my co directors for the ladies league here, Christina, and I were chatting about, we had finally had a, a social, we'd never had a social event for our chapter, our bells chapter. And we did it in com- combination with the, the uh, San Antonio pinball league, uh, the open league. And, but we were telling them that, you know, when you come to a bells event or a ladies event, it's very much like, how are you? I'm so-and-so, you know, what, what are you interested? Like, it's very much like, we're very chatty. And then if we don't see some, where have you been? How's your dog? Oh, how did that job interview go? We're like, we know everything about everyone. And it's just this like, camaraderie and just you know family atmosphere almost yeah i feel like you see a lot more hugs at women's events too <laughs> it's true yeah. i mean i'm all about the hugs that's i i get and i try really hard because i know some people and if i hug you it, just listeners if i come up and hug you and you don't want me to hug you just tell me i'm sorry i don't i don't want to invade anybody's personal space on purpose but i am a hugger and it's like every time i'm like oh my god like when i met crystal for the first time in person at houston i was like crystal <laughs> i was like so excited to meet her i was like you're, you're up here i'm so excited and uh yeah i'm, a, I'm a definitely a hugger but there are way more hugs <laughs> ladies events yeah for sure for sure all right. So Steph, what was another top 10 event for you uh, this year in 2019? Um, the top 10 for me, it's a general thing, but I have a specific thing to kind of be the prototypical aspect. Um, this year, I noticed a huge expansion in pinball in the Northeast, like the New England, New York area. Mm-hmm. And that one of the examples would be at Pentastic, how the women's event, we weren't sure how many people would come and it filled up like it was standing room only. And the other thing is that we had our first women's event at rock fantasy. The uh, New York city bells came up to have an event complete with trophies of women playing ping pong. <laughs> um, and it was a ton of fun. People came from New England to play. And yeah, and actually one of the people that placed from New England started another chapter of Bells in New Haven, Connecticut. 
There's, I think, another other chapter of Bells starting up in Albany, because I think um, Ron Hallett of Slam Tilt is uh, letting his house be used for that purpose. Oh, or awesome. I don't, yeah, he's, the Slam Tilt guys are really big about facilitating women's pinball, which is awesome. But, like, I've noticed um, Buffalo Women's Pinball, they just had a huge flip frenzy. They raised, like, $600 for an animal um, welfare charity. Oh, that's nice. So, like, New York and New England, I know that's a large swath of area, but, like, for me, that's the northeastern area. And I've noticed a lot more women's pinball coming up and growing, and it's been really cool to watch. Even if it's all slightly out of range for me, I can watch from the sidelines and cheer them on, and it's freaking awesome. I think that's totally amazing. I think overall, I've seen women's pinball grow just, you know, locally, but I do see so many more women's events now, now that I'm kind of plugged into the, the pinball world a little more with the show, but it, I have like constantly seen, you know, more and more events on that Northeast corridor. I was just talking to Priyanka about this, you know, like that just seems to be a hotbed right now of women's events going on. And the, I'm just super excited The every time I see a new women's event, my heart grows just a little bigger. Mm-hmm. I just love it. No, I love it. So that's that's awesome. All right, Crystal, what would be a, a top 10 for you? Um, I would say going to TPF and uh, explicitly just uh, the Twippies. Um, getting to, to see that for the first time, like actually live was really awesome and a lot of fun. And uh, Jeff Patterson works his butt off and does a great job. And I'm excited to see it again in 2020. Um, mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun. It was really cool, and it was cool to present too. I got to I got to present an award and accept an award. Um, it was it was a total blast. And TPF in general was just a really great show. It's really huge. Uh, a lot. I was not expecting it to be so big and so interesting. Um, just a probably one of my all time favorite shows now. <laughs> so. Are you going to try to make it this year? Are you going to be part of the Marco crew or I'm, make it on your own? I'm pretty sure we're going to have a crew there. Um, not 100%, but I think I think we are. I think it would be um, it would be good to go. I will be there definitely. Um, for first, like I completely agree with you. Jeff does so much. Jeff Patterson from this week in pinball. I mean, besides just the content, yeah. And and I, and I always mention it that like most of my news content. Let me rephrase that. I would say 95% of my news content comes from him. Yeah. And, you know, he, he provides such a service to, um, you know, pinball and he works so hard and like, he'll, he'll reach out to me. Like, you know, he's like, Hey, I want to quote this on the website for like, cause I, we did something on the show and I'm like, where do you find the time, Jeff? <laughs> like, Where, how do you like find enough time to get all this stuff done? He's so amazing. And then uh, the Twippies, I, you know, I shamelessly plugged to, to have the Backbox Pinball Podcast as like one of the podcasts of the year. I am aware that I will probably not win, but I was like, I just want to be nominated. And I totally mean that. It's not like one of those fake Oscar people. Like, I'm just happy to be nominated. I was like, no, I am just happy to be nominated. I am totally fine with that. That would be awesome. It would be awesome. So yeah, so I will definitely be at TPF this year. And I think, you know, and I did get to see, I I watched the Twippy Awards. uh, had all the the Canada drama. And then I saw you except for Logan Arcade. And I thought that they, it was actually, I don't want to say it was actually, I, 
I don't, I didn't know what to expect, but it was really nice. They put together a really nice show. I was like, well, this is fancy. Yeah. <laughs> this is way fancier than I thought it'd be. Yep. Oh my gosh. So that's exciting. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm going to keep my fingers crossed. So hopefully I'll get to see you at TPF 2020. I'm so excited. Yeah. Yay. So hopefully Steph, you can make it too. And we can have like a little party. So that would be cool. That would be super cool. All right. So, so my top 10 for 2019 is this is, so there were, I went and tried to make a list. So the games that were released in 2019 and catch me if I didn't get them all. I had Willy Wonka, Munsters, Alice Cooper technically went out, but um, so that was a, a 2019. I, I put on the 2019 list. Black Knight Sword of Rage, Elvira, Oktoberfest, Stranger Things, and Rick and Morty. That sounds comprehensive, but okay. I also can't. I Monsters was like last January, right? Yeah, it was right on the cusp. So I was like, I think I, I think it caught in for 2019. So I, that's why I threw it on the list. Are we but, counting Raza or is it just a prototype? it's just a prototype so i thought about that too and i was like oh no raza since since it's not if it was the final and they just bought it out before they were going to put it on the line i would have included it but since they keep on hyping it as a prototype i'm pushing that to 2020 yeah since steve has specified emphatically that it's only a prototype we should probably keep it as only a prototype yeah steve knows what he's talking about he does he does and i'm super excited i'm keeping my fingers crossed on getting invited to their uh, opening event and it's the day before TPF crystal. So if you guys can make it work it. So, and I mentioned this on the last episode, San Antonio to Dallas, it's about a five hour drive. So it's, it's a substantial drive, but it's the Wednesday before TPF starts. So they were going to have their big opening release party on the Wednesday and then TPF's Thursday through Sunday. So technically you could drive down here or like, you know, come here, fly in and then drive up to Dallas. But I'm hoping to get into that, but my uh, top 10 for 2019 is I, my game of the year is Jurassic Park, which is the one I did not mention. So for me, Jurassic Park was my number one game. I am all fangirl team Keith Elwin. Um, I think he's just one of the top game designers of today. I I love that game. And even though it miss it is missing Jeff Goldblum, which is like my favorite part of Jurassic Park, um, I thought that they did an amazing job with the assets they had and turned it into just a fun game where, again, I'm kind of one of those people that I'm like, theme's important to me. I'm like, it, it, it's not everything, but it is important. And they were, a he is able to transcend theme with it, the, the actual game design and um, the rules for Jurassic Park. I just think it's really a fantastic game. I agree. I would have to agree on that totally. Um, out of all of the games from this year, it's definitely been the one I've enjoyed the most um, as far as new games go. Um, and I like it. Honestly, I like it more than Iron Maiden. Um, Same. Yep. Yep. It's great. It's so fun to play. It's so fun to shoot. Yeah, it is really fun. And I remember we started out with a pro and then the premium came and that that dino head just kind of makes all the difference. It's like, oh, my God, <laughs> just it like is. watching it look at you. And it's like, oh, hi. I wanted to fling the ball across the play field because we have a pro. And then once I saw the premium, I'm like, I want the premium now. <laughs> I'm just so spoiled. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But um, but I am excited to um and I picked Jurassic Park because I have had a chance to play it. I haven't had a chance to play Stranger Things or Rick and Morty, of course. Those were the, the two kind of last entries here in 2019. Um, again, 
I've mentioned this in the last episode, episode. I still haven't had a chance to see Rick and Morty yet, so I have no idea what the show's about, except it's about like a scientist and a kid. Um, but, um, it's like Family Guy, but slightly more cerebral, a lot less insult based. Oh, I think. But I like, like the similar kind of crass humor yeah. and adult jokes abound. I, I, I just started watching it myself, so. I definitely want to catch that. It looked really cool. I love that pop bumper sling that they have. Um, if you guys haven't had a chance to see it yet, it has a, a really cool, like, pop bumper on, like, the, I think it's the left bottom sling um, right next to the outline. I was like, that is awesome. Um, but Stranger Things looks amazing. I can't believe they've rolled that out so quickly. I'm already seeing pictures of it on location. Yeah, they had it out basically the day they released it, I think. I think it was I, I think it was even sooner than that. I think that locations had them for like a few days, which is incredible to me because you think that people would, you know, leak the pictures or yeah. whatever. But these these people had their machines super early. So pretty cool. That was the thing that threw me was seeing the pictures as as soon as they announced that you saw, oh, it's on location. It's on lo-. I'm like, how did you get it so fast? People were putting their um, their scores on Pindigo. And I was like, this is the same day as release. And I'm like, wait, how does he have his score on Pindigo already? Like, so um, it's kind of funny. Oh, my God. That's too crazy. I love it. I love I love it. So, I mean, but I, I think that. The, the mechanisms and stranger things I, I again with the special projection screen and of course i really like that magna save kind of or the magnet mechanism on the back of the play field it, it, it all looks really cool again i don't like to pass judgment on a game until i actually play it so same, same. it looks cool i'm gonna i'm gonna give rick and morty and stranger things like a thumbs up you know, preemptive until I get a chance to play each one of them. Rick and Morty might be a challenge because there's only 750 of them. And I don't know if anybody in San Antonio got one. So I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, I know a couple of guys that are diehard um, spooky fans. So I'm like, please, can I come over and hang out? <laughs> <laughs> well, at the very least, you'll get to play it at TPF. Maybe. There you go. So maybe, okay. hopefully. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> All right. For me, game of the year 2019 definitely goes to Jurassic Park. Well done, Keith. I'm excited to see his third game. I feel like he's hit a home run twice. You know, he had Iron Maiden. I love the gameplay on it. Hate the theme, but it's an awesome game. But I thought he even kind of stepped it up with Jurassic Park. So, so well done, Keith. And, and congratulations on 2019. It's another year of Keith. Um, all right. So we'll go back to Stephanie. What is uh, another top 10 item for you for 2019? Uh, this is actually a personal one. Um, I got a second pinball machine. <gasps> Ooh. What'd you get? Black Rose. I love Black Rose. Oh. It's so good. For for some of our listeners who, who might not know about Black Rose, can you tell us a little bit about it? Okay, well, it's a pirate theme. Um, Bally, I want to say, actually, let me argue with IPDV. I'm pretty sure it's 1992. It was designed by he who will not be named. Right. So good to know that Hatsune Miku had another uh, slam dunk on her hands. Um, yeah, n- July 92. Is that, a and w- is that a WPC with an alphanumeric or does that have a DMD? It it's got a DMD. Okay. It's a Fliptronics 2, according to IPDB. Okay. So it's full-on WPC. Um, and 
it's got an interesting plunge situation where it's one of these where the plunger puts it straight into the middle of the playfield. Or if you uh, have it calibrated right, you can plunge it right up the upper left ramp. And you can go for multi-ball. You can lose multi-ball pretty much as soon as you start it if you're very unlucky or if you plunge wrong. Um, there's a bunch of modes that you can do. The shots are incredibly satisfying. The sounds are really fun. It's like you're playing an arcade game, except you're not. It's got three video modes. I think it was the first one to do that. And it's just, it's really fun. Has a huge cannon in the middle. That's my favorite thing is the dang cannon. Have you been having, have you, have you been having any problems with that stuff or is it, is it playing pretty okay? Uh, I actually have issues that I have to work through with um, the gray one and, <laughs> and Ron uh, because they both have black roses and uh, basically my ball popper and the lock release on the left side. Cause you know, the lock, it, yeah, it has that lock. Yeah. They're yeah. both, I don't think they're both locks, but they're both coils have decided to stop working. And I'm not sure if both of the coils have gone bad at the same time, or if there's something connecting the two, which makes me think that I might want to poke around the board. That's probably but I do likely. have a replacement. Yeah, but I do have a replacement coil because at first I thought it was just the Vuck, and now it's more than that. So mm-hmm. I have to figure that out while being incredibly bad at doing tech by myself on a game that's incredibly heavy. Luckily, the hinge is like easy to use for me, but getting down where the Vuck is, is a pain. You said the, did you say the gray one? Like... Zach. Like Gandalf? (laughs) (laughs) Why do you call him the gray one? (laughs) Because he always wears gray. Uh, Oh yeah, he does. I figured there was some kind of inside joke there, and I was like, I don't know what that means. (laughs) He's Gandalf the gray now. Yeah. (laughs) That's funny. I wanted you to kind of break down Black Rose. It is actually on like my short list of games that I would love to own. I adore Black Rose. Um, It's a it's a personal favorite of mine. Uh, The canon, I love the canon. I love the the rule set on Black Rose. Yeah, there's so many different strategies too. Yeah, you can really break that down in different ways, and it's just to me, it's a lot of fun. And then on top of all of that. I um I really love playing it on Pinball Arcade. I know some of y'all are just anti-Pinball Arcade, anti, you know, the app. But if I'm sitting in an airport or something and wanting something to do, I'll just sit there and play Black Rose. It's like my favorite. Also, Brian Eddy worked on it. So there are random mm-hmm. cows. But yes, there is the random cow. So, yeah. No, that's super fun. But congrats. So and you own a that and a sea witch, right? Is it sea witch? Yes. That's what I thought because I was like riptide. I was like, yeah. And I remember yeah, the name earlier episodes. From. Yeah. But don't feel bad. I my Dracula needs some work and uh I can't quite it, it and I'm not short, but I'm not tall either. But I'm having a hard time reaching where the, the problem is on that. So I'm like I can play it, but the the higher ramp that you use to get the bats, the switch yeah. on that, it's running through the ramp, but it's not registering. Like the switch is like just not working. Is that an opto? It's not an opto switch. It's an actual 
old time switch. Sub, yeah. Subminiature, I think, or rollover, yeah. Yeah. So I, I've got to figure that out. And I keep keep on like putting it off because I'm like, well, it plays, but I can't, I can't get my bats at all, which is a bummer. Um, but yeah, no, I totally understand having to to get repairs done. And it's like, and then I'm like, well, I'll just go to the ar- arcade. I'll just, <laughs> just go somewhere else. <laughs> Like that is so sad, Lauren. You have this like giant machine in your house, and you're like, no, nah, I just go to the arcade. Um, but I'm gonna fix it. That's like one of my resolutions for 2020 is to make sure that that thing is working perfectly, and that's like the one thing I need to fix. So, anywho, all right. So back to you, Crystal. What would be a, a uh, top 10 2019 pinball moment for you? Uh, this is another personal one for me. I had a very personal pinball year, I guess. But um, my my Mine would be getting the job with Marco Specialties um, and moving down south and getting that job and working a bunch of shows. I realize that's like three different things, but <laughs> they're all kind of under. Well, they all kind of wrapped into one thing. Yeah, I mean. yeah, they're under the umbrella of, of the job, I guess. And, you know, getting to go to shows and, and work shows and, and get to do that. And, um, um, yeah, it's my number one. It's, it's pretty great. And we talked a little off air about this. I mean, I, you know, it's one of those things, if you can turn what you love into your job, I think it's pretty amazing moment. And, you know, a lot of us don't get that. Mm-hmm. And what exactly do you do for Marco? So I, uh, when I first started, I was picking parts in the warehouse. So I was like fulfilling orders by putting people's rubber kits together and wrapping their solenoid coils and putting them in bins. And now I am a CSR, which is a customer service representative. So um, I speak on the phones, I answer emails, um, I fix any kind of issues, like if someone has to make a return, kind of stuff like that. So and as well as that, I'm a show representative. So when show season's on, I get to help set up the booth and do merchandise and all that fun stuff. Yeah, that has to be the the funnest part of that job is just being able to to travel and, you know, essentially go hang out with a bunch of other like, you know, pinheads for a weekend. It's it's a blessing and a curse. It's mostly a blessing because it's a lot of fun, but it's also incredibly tiring. It's a lot of hard work. Um, You know, we're on our feet all day and we do get breaks, obviously. But, um, you know, like you said, I get to go and talk to people who I don't get to see all the time. Like the last last show I went to, or the show in I think it was Chicago, I got to see the the guys from Slap Save. I got to meet them and hang out with them, and that was a blast. And I get to see Zach Meany from uh, This Week in Pinball and Straight Down the Middle and Flipping Out. Um, so uh, it's always great to see everybody. It's just it's such a blast. Um, most most of the time, if you're in this hobby, you only get to see these people like once a year. If you go to expo or mgc or whatever but yeah it's pretty cool i I really love it (laughs) yeah no i i I can understand i've I've done the convention kind of thing so it's it's so much fun but it is like you're on your feet 10 12 hours a day you know you're having to to put up the booth tear down the booth and you know it's you're on this whole time and it's fun but afterwards you're just like collapsed for like you know (laughs) and you're you're like eating crappy show food and just like living on pizza for four days. And uh, I I do like the the hotel hot tubs though, because that's a lot of fun to like work on your feet and then be like, all right, I'm going to the hot tub and then go to bed. (laughs) You guys can party, but I'm going up. It's great. Yeah. We're going to have to have a hot tub segment. Oh yeah. Oh, after hours. Yeah. After hours around the hot tub with Crystal. I Oh my God. That please, please, please make that a segment on Riptide. Please. It'd be so hard to record. It would just be like, go, 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 go. 
kid splashing in the pool next to me. <laughs> oh my, I, yeah, I know that would be hilarious. I love that. So we, we've run through this list of our, our top 2019 moments and we're coming to number one. And when I had talked to, to Crystal and Stephanie about this, I was like, I, I have the number one and they both agreed. They're like, yeah, <laughs> this is kind of a big deal. And, and the number one 2019 moment, I think for, for pinball and particularly women's pinball is the um, creation of the women's advisory board for IFPA. Um, so, so that came around, um, Zoe Vrabel, Karen Kaiser, Kim Martinez, uh, Juana Summer Marklin, Olivia Helm, uh, Anna Walk. Walk. Yeah. Walk. Um, I think I got everybody. I think. Yes. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> if I missed one, I'm sorry. But, but these ladies have come together. And, you know, when they first debuted the WAB, I was like, oh, this is great. But then just recently, maybe about a month or so ago, they came out with these sweeping changes on some really big topics in women's pinball. You know, they're postponing the dollar. They're doing a lot of different things. Um, They're going to restructure how the women's championships works. Um, I just, we'll start with you, Stephanie. What are your feelings about the women's advisory board? I think, honestly, it was definitely a good move because I know that um, IFPA had taken a sampling of women's opinions in making changes, but I could see from the reaction of a lot of my friends, because, you know, I have a bunch of pin friends on Facebook, as we all do at this point, um, I could see that it was really bothering them that um, just the details of the changes, and I don't really get to participate that much in women's only pinball, like in various Bells leagues. I'm conveniently located so as to not be able to really make it to any of them feasibly. So, to me, the idea of a women's dollar was like, okay, because I'm so used to playing co ed that it didn't really, you know, feel like a major difference to me. But watching people discuss you know, how it would affect attendance and how various IFPA regulations when applied to a scene that's still still in its infancy, the way that women's pinball is, the way that that could be detrimental because it's like too early to put that together. It's like, okay, there's apparently a large demographic that is not being heard in this discussion. And the Women's Advisory Board basically got together started sampling those voices and we're like, okay, this is what needs to happen probably because what we're seeing and what people are saying aren't matching up and we need to match it up. And so one way or another, it looks like we've gotten to a point where how the growth of pinball overall is going and how women's pinball is going are in sync instead of at odds. Completely agree. I think those are some excellent points. Crystal, what are what are your thoughts? I mean, I think Steph put it pretty well. Um, <laughs> it, it's it's something that um, I'm glad that they took care of now rather than later when you know something could have gone wrong or something. You know, um, don't really know how to articulate it. Um, I'm just glad it happened, um, and I'm glad that they picked. Um, they picked a board of people of representatives who span more than just, you know, white women between the ages of, you know, 
35 and 40 or whatever. Um, <laughs> the, it's a very diverse panel, which is, I think, also extremely important um, mm -hmm. um, because it's not just, it's everyone. So, and more than just women, there should be black women playing, there should be trans women playing, there should be, like, we want everyone to play. Um, and I think that this this was a good a good thing. And I think it's great that they're doing stuff like the surveys to get, like Steph said, get like hear people's voices and what, what needs to be heard and, and what they can do with those voices. And, you know, yeah, I think it's great. Um, I, um, I'm looking forward to seeing what they, what they're going to do in 2020 and uh, the stuff with the circuit, uh, the circuit tournaments. It's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I, every time they come out with announcement of things they're doing, I think they're just making so many positive changes and just things I hadn't even thought about. I'm like, yeah, that's a great idea. Yep. Um, you know, and again, I, I agree with you. You know, if you identify as a woman, you know, I feel that there is a lot of representation on that board, but you know, you should feel comfortable and be supported in whatever pinball environment you're in, whether it's, you know, Houston to Hong Kong, wherever you play. Absolutely. You should feel comfortable and be supported. And I think that the, the Women's Advisory Board is a, a step towards that. So I, I'm really excited. Yeah, that would be, to me, the defining moment of, of 2019. So so we came up with a list. So yay, us. Yay, <laughs> yay we did awesome. that. So jumping from there. So we've talked about 2019 in review and, and all the awesomeness it contained. What do you guys see um, for for you guys in 2020? Um, where where do you guys see maybe not only the Riptide podcast but you yourselves in pinball? And we'll start with you, Stephanie. Uh, well, Riptide, I got to get this episode edited. <laughs> I'm sorry, I see Crystal's face, <laughs> but but it's hard. Editing is hard. Edit. I, should, really I know, hard. and I shouldn't. I shouldn't give stuff crap because I know I know it's difficult and it's it's a lot of time and it's a lot of energy and um, all of the all of the pinball podcasters that are out there that do this work it's like you guys are rock stars like it's incredible um, I should honestly try and edit so that I know what it's like and um, yeah so that I share the some of the brunt of the work um, but uh, yeah doing that more in 2020 <laughs> 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 but so I mean besides obviously you know just the, the editing are there any kind of you know personal goals you have for the podcast or for yourself in 2020 uh for myself yeah like um, in, like in a pinball goal is there like an event you want to go to or just anything you want to do I do want to try to make it to TPF <gasps> oh my goodness yes! like that is unironically hopefully <laughs> do it something I can get to um, do it. Obviously, I want to make the annual pilgrimage to Pinball Summer Camp, regardless of whether I'm playing or not. And just overall, play better. <laughs> Maybe get a third machine, IDK. Oh my gosh, I, I, I so want a third machine. I keep on getting the face from the uh, other half. Like, no, we don't have room. I'm like, we can make room. We can make room. It's going to be fine. It's like, just get, you, it's like you already have two. What, what's three? What, what is three? Do you need a couch? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like, you know, if we got some coasters, you could kind of set them on the thing. Although I would get mad. I'm like, no, don't put the drinks there. Or use the pen gold next to it. So 
There you go. But no, I, I think those are awesome. And I mean, I would be so excited if you came to TPF, Stephanie. It would be so cool. Um, but but hopefully I'll, I'll see you at Pinball Summer Camp for sure. Oh, yeah. Crystal, same question. Like, do you have any kind of goals for yourself or maybe the podcast in 2020? Yeah. Um, uh, like I said, I'd like to try my hand at editing. So uh, just share some of the work. Um, like to dive into that. Um, I would like to try and get my ranking up to at least the 2000s um, next year. And if I could possibly be top ranked in the state, that would be awesome. But um, there's a lot of really awesome players here. So I'm not sure how likely that is, but mostly I just want to start showing up, I guess is the, is the best sort of way of saying it. Um, showing up a little bit more for pinball for competitive pinball um, and for the podcast uh, and uh, just keep working hard at my job and, and do well, I guess with that. And yeah, pretty easy so far. I'm sure there's a lot more that's like brewing around in the back of my head that I'm like, Oh yeah, I also want to be better at this and this, <laughs> but um, yeah. Well, I think those are awesome goals. I love it. Yay. What about you? What's yours? Oh my God. So of course, you see, I'm not used to the one answering the questions. That's always the challenge. Um, so for me, staying on top of editing, which listeners, if you're a podcaster, it is literally the bane of your existence. It's like I record stuff and then I'm like, oh, I have to edit it. Ugh. So, so that's goal number one. Goal number two is to, you know, be consistent when I release the podcast. Cause sometimes it's on a Tuesday. Sometimes it's on a Wednesday. Sometimes I'm like three weeks late. <laughs> so, um, Only just, three. Uh, wow. Yeah, I know. I, well, cause I made the commitment. Okay. So last episode, there was me commenting about how Priyanka is super gracious because I kept on like, you know, moving when we were going to record. Cause that's the thing. It's like, I have a different person. It's, I like, I love, and I envy you guys in that way, like in a good way, not like in, but like you guys have each other, like it's for everything else. It's just me. So editing and everything falls on me. And the last, my work life, like, boom, like not, not in a bad way, but I just had like, I travel a lot for my job. So I was like on the road two weeks straight. And like, I could not, I was like trying to get like stuff in a hotel room done. I was like, I can't, I can't do any of this. <laughs> um. So I think I need to be a little easier on myself <laughs> and like, it's going to be okay, Lauren, if you don't release like on a certain day, but I don't know. I, I'm just extra that way, I guess. But, uh, and you know, besides, you know, getting my, you know, what together for the podcast, um, trying to make it out to more events. So Texas is, I don't want to say it's like insular, but we are because we're so big. Texas is a big place. We Everybody knows each other in Texas, but I really haven't been to events outside of Texas. So for me, like I already made the point of like, I'm going to Pinburg and I really want to go to another outside of Texas event. I just don't know what I want to go to because I'm going to go to TPF. But again, that's in Dallas. Um, I always do like the Austin, Bat, the Bat City Open. I do the Houston Arcade Expo. But so I'm like trying to figure out what I want to go to. I can't do Indisc. Um, I was thinking maybe like Southern Fried or possibly the Pinball Expo in Chicago. Like there's so many options. It's like what do I go to? Like, and I, I kind of envy you guys. Like, Everything's a little more drivable. Like to get out of the state of Texas, eight hours minimum, no matter which way I'm going, eight hours. <laughs> so yeah. So for me, it's like, I have to, if I want to do something out of state, I have to fly to like, you know, just save on time. Um, so I'm just kind of like, 
So, so you guys, if you guys have any recommendations on like, what would be the thing to go to besides Pinburg? Cause that's already on, like, that's my, it, that's, go, uh, that's happening. But I want to do one other event, but I just don't know which one. Cause it's like, everybody's like, this X event is the best event ever. Like, they're all awesome. <laughs> Um, MGC is really good. If you're looking for something that's like a really fun show, um, I think it's considered Spooky's home show. So, um, this, this is the problem is it is the exact weekend after TPF. It is directly following TPF. Ah, so it's, they're kind of conflicting, but kind of not. Um, but MGC is a really, it's a really fun show. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I've heard that about that too, and it's you know like oh Midwest Gaming Classic. I was like that would be fun. Good, um, I have to put that on my list. So yeah, there's just there's just so many shows out there, and like everybody talks about Indisc, and I kind of was like, well, maybe I'll make it to that one. I was like, with my schedule, like I already have to start traveling again for work, and I'm like, I'm that's not happening. Um, <laughs> I was like, well, maybe I'll make it to something because I've never been to any of the East Coast stuff. So I was like, maybe besides Pinburg, like maybe I can do Allentown. Uh, yeah, that was one of them. Allentown. Um, I've heard a lot of good things. And then um, what was the, the the New York City uh, pinball championship? That sounded really fun. Yeah, so. that's more com- that's more uh, competition based, though. Yeah. Less free play. I mean, last year they did have about eight games set up for free play. But like the first year, for example, if you weren't playing, you were kind of just like crammed in a corner. Oh, so. Uh, but it's expanding, so I don't know what they're going to put on this year. But that's definitely an option, especially if you want to play. I mean, they named the uh, women's division after a uh, member of the New York City community who passed away from yeah. cancer recently. Um, and I think Julie Dorser won it last year. I, I remember, year. yeah. So I, yeah. And then Elisa Parks won it the first year. Yeah, and, I, and I'd like to see all, like, my friends that are up there in, like, the Northeast. Again, like, meet people in person. <laughs> yeah. With Allentown, um, it's small. Um, you will probably low-key regret not just bringing a trailer to randomly buy a game or five. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God. Like, Is it like that? Yeah. Is- <sighs> um, that's where a lot of the deals go down. Um, another one that's... I mean, it's the week before replay this year, just through sad happenstance, is Pintastic, which is in somewhere else, Massachusetts, somewhere relatively outside of Boston. Yeah, because this was the last year it was at wherever it was at for the longest time, and they're moving it to a new place. Exactly. So, yeah, I remember, was it Mrs. Pin? Somebody was talking about it. I think it might have been Mrs. Pin. But, uh, but yeah, yeah. so yeah, so those are some options, but I'm like, why? I feel like everybody needs to get together and like have a calendar. I'm like, okay, everybody space this out better. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, please we all space need Cardises. <laughs> yes. Yes. That would be key. So, all right. Well, I, I love it. I love that the podcasters turned it back on me. I was like, well played ladies. Well played. <laughs> All right, you guys have listened to the show. We are coming down to the end. So you guys both get to participate in Inside the Pinball Arcade. Mm. Um, This is a uh, questionnaire to find out more about your pinball minds. Are you guys ready? Sure. 
All right. Question number one, and this will go to you. You'll both get the same question, but we'll uh, ask Stephanie first. What game do you love? Okay. A game I love. This is going to come out really weird. I like Gottlieb Car Hop. Okay. What do you love about it? I, well, honestly, the reason that I liked it in the first place is because if you look on the back glass, someone at Gottlieb must have had a wife or a significant other or something named Stephanie because it shows up in the back glass for hoops too. But the car hop's <laughs> name is Steffi. Aww. So like that was my profile picture for the longest time because that was just too perfect. And then I was able to find the game because it's actually at replay. And I mean, it's not the greatest game, but probably because of the theme, it, I have a strange affection for it. You know, it's not going to be, it's not going to get game of the year award, but it's not terrible. There are system threes that are much, 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 much worse. It's the street levels aren't too bad. Usually. Yeah. Okay. I like that though. I mean, I don't think I'll ever see back glass with a Lauren on it, but uh, I don't know. You never know, but that's super cool. I like that. All right, same question. Crystal, what game do you love? I love Johnny Mnemonic. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, is, <laughs> what do you love about Johnny Mnemonic? I love um, I love the spinner. I love the ramps. I think it's a, a game that looks incredibly claustrophobic, but when you step up to play it, you can open it up, and it's a blast to play, except for the glove. The glove's like a little bit weird. Kind of a waste of time. It's like yeah. time... It's just time. You can't see me right now, but I'm lifting my hand right now. Like it's the glove, putting the the ball over to the to the grid. Right, right. That could be time I could be spending doing like playing pinball. Um, but I, I love that call. I don't know. It's going so fast. <laughs> yeah. What is it? Uh, what are you doing? I'm making a long distance phone call. Um, it's uh, it's just it's just so fun. A shout out to Jess Kent of the um, Pinball Origin Stories, who she she and her her partner just got one, and so we like I actually got to play one last weekend, and we were sending pictures back and forth to each other. We were battling, uh, so I I really love that game. It's a good one. Awesome, awesome. I love those answers. All right, question number two, Stephanie. What game do you hate? Um, I was talking about how there were some system threes that were much, 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 much worse. One of these games, unless I am completely wrong on the system, in which case it's still bad, is Rescue 911. Oh, that is a dumpster fire there. Why do you hate Rescue 911? So I would be ambivalent on it, except that um, during the Saratoga pinball show, during they, they did ping golf, right? right? And one of the games that you had to get a score on was Rescue 911. And after the 20th time or so of watching that helicopter, I almost wanted to just not get my, you know, just, I wanted to abandon ship because, no. Just 
talk about slow, at least the glove you're controlling it and you're like making semi-strategic decisions on Johnny Mnemonic. The the helicopter, you're just watching it pick it up and bring it across the playfield and drop it. And then eventually, if you're me and can't aim, you're going to hit the shot and it's going to do the thing again. And 30 seconds later, you might get the ball so that you can hit the shot and it'll pick it up. And you're just getting minimal points for this and you need a score that it's going to take like 30 more of this and you just want to start crying while you're playing because no, it, it was an experience. <laughs> yeah. And I, oh, that game was so terrible. Even if somebody was like, I have this rescue 911, you can have it. I'm like, I don't want it. I don't, I don't want the games. Do not. <gasps> wonder if you could mod it to make it less terrible. <laughs> Probably not. Crystal, same question. What game do you hate? Uh, this is going to be... You're not going to like me for this, Lauren. Oh, no, what are you going to say? Uh, it's it's BSD. <gasps> Crystal! <laughs> right? Okay, I I thought we were cool. First, the White Sox thing. I let that slide. And now, be, I don't... I, I don't we, know what to say. We are now in front of Why me. Why do you hate the greatest game in the world? Uh, I I just, I never have fun when I play it. I step up and I I can't find the ramps. I can't find the uh, anything. I always end up hitting the most dangerous shots. And um, it's, I don't know. I just, it's never clicked for me. Um, and I never have fun when I play it. So... That's just kind of one of those things. It's not even like, oh, I don't do well when I play it. It's just like, no, I don't have fun when I play it. And, and pinball should be fun. So yes. I, I feel like I, I feel like now it's my mission to make you love it. So like <laughs> I feel like I, I, I'm on a quest now to make Crystal Love like my favorite game. So, But that's okay. Everybody is entitled to their opinion. So I will cry after we go. <laughs> but, uh, but no, no, I, everybody's entitled to their opinion. But I do agree with you, Stephanie. Rescue 911 talk. <laughs> so <laughs> I've, I've softened on BSD. That would have been my answer had you asked me like a year or two ago. Oh, no. <laughs> but I learned, I, I, I've had a couple of times where I've been able to do the thing. And I learned actually by watching Tim, um, that if you drop catch all the time, you might be able to occasionally do some things on the game. And then the rest of the time, you'll just hate yourself. Drop catching um, with lightning flippers. Yeah. Hey, it's possible. <laughs> I, didn't say, I didn't say it was like the perfect setup, but it's, it's doable. And then you can eventually do the thing and have him go 30 million and be like, oh, Okay, I'm I'm doing things. I don't know what I'm doing, but it's somehow happening. And then you have bats going and rats going. And it's like, oh, oh my gosh, this game does work. It's not just plunge train. Who knew? And then you drain. Um, <laughs> no, I, I love it, you guys. I still love you. Heart emoji, heart emoji. Um, all right, question number three. Stephanie, what is your favorite pinball art? This can be cabinet, back glass, or play field art. Car hop notwithstanding, um, I my my default is probably like totally predictable super score. I like super score. What is it that what that you particularly like about that art package? Um, so a friend up in Boston hosted probably one of the first women's tournaments I went to called the Sweet Talker, <laughs> and. <laughs> 
and the uh, first one, the art that he used for it was Super Score, and I like flipped out because it's literally three women standing there playing pinball enjoying themselves there's no dudes leering at them you know everyone's just minding their own business they're literally just hanging out playing pinball having fun and it's like yes good this and that's probably the reason i like it so much no, and, I, and when you said Super Score, I was like, oh, that's the one with the ladies playing. I was like, I like that one. So <laughs> nice, nice, nice. All right, Crystal, same question. What pinball art package do you love? Um, I really love, uh, I'm a little bit ballot, uh, I am a little bit biased because I own one, but uh, Galaxy, I think, is probably my favorite pinball art. The, um, the back glass, I think, is absolutely beautiful. Um, if I didn't own the game, I think I would want to have, like, just the back glass somehow in my, you know, on my wall or something. I think it's really beautiful. Um, and it's simple, and it's space-themed, and it just, it, it it makes me nostalgic for something that I was, I never experienced, you know, because it was the early 80s, and I wasn't around back then really to play pinball. Um, and it just, um, I don't know, it, it, it brings me back, and I, I love the way it looks. All right. So question number five, Stephanie, what is your favorite pinball sound? This can be um, either a soundtrack or particular sound a mechanism makes on um, the machine. Uh, It's in my house. Black Rose, the everything. (laughs) It does have some of the best call outs. So I'll try to find some of those. I know I have the background music for me is just top notch. So good. Yeah, no, yeah. I, uh, that, that does have some, uh, you know, some great call outs. I, I really enjoy it. So I'll find some listeners. So after this moment, you're going to hear a, a couple of call outs from Black Rose. I promise. I'm Black Rose, queen of the high seas. Come aboard, matey. The whim you build, <laughs> Crystal, same question. This is a really hard one because um, there's so much that I love um, that makes me laugh. And I I really like a sound, um, a sound package or a sound from pinball that is, is hilarious, especially like the mid 90s WPC kind of stuff, because they were really silly with a lot of their call outs. But um, off the top of my head, I think I really love um, basically every single call out from Adam's family that uh, Raul Julia like anytime you, what is the one he goes, I just remember he goes, you're a funny guy. Like that always cracks me up. <laughs> you're a funny guy. Or like when he goes, no, no, no. Um, it just, it's, it always makes me smile. It's, it's great. <laughs> to me, people always like, oh, Adam's family. Why is it always considered the, one of the greatest games of all time? I'm like, cause it is one and two, the call outs. And that's why I always kind of get a little like, curmudgeonly about you know games that don't get the assets that have like the actual voices particularly if you're going to do a movie yeah Uh, i'm like you know to me adam's family did everything right like they got the call outs they got the music they got i mean the game is amazing yeah yeah it's great it's everything. And the, yeah, the, yeah, the call out like showtime's my favorite. I also like the take a ball. I have a whole bucket full. Yeah. 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 And apparently those are all like re-recordings of actual lines from the movie with like different inflection and intonation, apparently. I haven't seen the movie quite yet. 
it's on the to-do list. It's a great movie. I mean, they had two. I I particularly like the first one better than the second one, but the second one's good too. Um, There's a couple of scenes in there I absolutely love, but, but yeah, just no nice twist. All right. Question number five. So this might be a a challenge for you guys. And we've talked a little bit about it on the show. Uh, Stephanie, what is your favorite tournament festival or expo to play in? Um, to play in, I mean, or Pemberg. play in or attend. It can be um, either or. Play in would be Pinburg. Attend would be Allentown Pinfest. Um, because Allentown is actually the um, the first one that I went to. That's the one that my dad and I would go to when I was a Aww. kid, even. So, I mean, I've been there. I remember being a kid walking by the tournament area. And going, there, there's no way I could ever do that. It's amazing. And now I'm an adult and I do that. And I found that really funny the first time that it hit me. Aww. How uh, far I'd come. And I mean, the farmer's market across the way from the from the Agriplex is like this long building lined with stalls. And you can get pretty much anything there. And the food is so good. Ooh, you guys are selling me on Allentown, man. The, honestly, <laughs> half the reason to go to Allentown is the food. I'm probably going to be there this year, Steph. <gasps> no way. Oh, my God. That's right, because Marco has a booth. Yes. Oh, my God. Uh, we can record awesome. a podcast. Holy crap. <gasps> oh, this on is location. happening. <laughs> Why is there somebody hiding underneath the Marco booth? Shh. I have a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. We could do Steph and Crystal's uh, food tour. Yes. All right. right, I'm digressing. We're we're doing our own our own podcast planning now. We gotta we gotta get back to the to the back box podcast. No, I love it. I'm like I'm getting to see behind the scenes of like one of my favorite podcasts. I'm like I was like oh. First of all, we got after hours at the hot tub. We've got like the food tour. I'm like very excited. So love it. All right, Crystal, same question. What is your favorite tournament, festival, expo to play in or attend? Um, I, I think that I'm going to go with the sentimental answer as well and say MGC because MGC was the very first. Uh, this is Midwest Gaming Classic in Milwaukee uh, for anybody that doesn't know that acronym. Um, it was the very first pinball show I ever attended. Uh, it was the first time I had ever been like, whoa, there is 500 pinball machines in a ballroom. And it was the first time I ever played like a tournament um, at a show. So that was also pretty exciting. It's, it's changed a lot since the first time I went. Um, it used to be in a really tiny little hotel. And now it's in this really big convention center that's in Milwaukee. But it's, it's still a blast to go to. Um, there's like a whole area outside where you can play board games um, and lots of uh, home console games. Some well, There's a guy who always brings like his OG Atari, um, po- what is it, Pong, like an yeah. original Pong. And it's just so fun. I'm really excited this year. I'm hoping that we get to do both TPF and MGC because um, last year I worked MGC or this year, I guess. And uh after we had finished packing everything up, the entire hall was completely empty. And I was like, this hall would be so perfect for roller skating right now. I want to, <laughs> so I'm like, I'm going to bring my roller skates to MGC and I'm going to roller skate around that hall when it's empty, <laughs> but um, we'll see. Um, so yeah, it's a great show. Anybody who can go, go to it. So that's awesome. Love that. 
All right. Question number six. Stephanie, what is your grail pin? What is the one pinball machine you want to own among, uh, above all others, or do you already own it? Um, I mean, for me, a grail is something that I'm seeking and do not have, so right. the bar would always be changing. Um, for me, right now, that would be a Stern Metallica, just because of the pins on my shortlist, that's the one that's most expensive. Like, I would love a Bally Spectrum, believe it or not, because I'm a nerd and I like Mastermind. I would love a car hop. I could probably swing getting one of those if it came my way under the right conditions and take the hit. But a Metallica is going to be like yeah. a couple thousand dollars more than that. And that's something that I probably could not justify. So Metallica would be like the one. It's probably going to be the one that I like keep chasing because money is a thing. <laughs> Darn it, money. <laughs> this, this hobby is so expensive. It is so expensive. I had no idea. <laughs> now I'm into it. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> My wallet cries. Same. So same. All right. Same question, Crystal. What is your grail pin? So uh, to kind of repeat what Steph said, like my favorite game of all time is Taxi. And I am hoping that one day I will get one. I probably will um, just because it's, you know, my short list. But um, since it is a grail game and it is something that's a little bit harder to find, I would probably say Frontier. Um, okay. That's a game that's, I think it's hard to find and it's hard to find in a condition that is like, really really beautiful so frontier is probably my like my grail game like i don't know if i will ever have one i don't know if i will ever be able to afford one but um maybe i don't know awesome no i like i like both those answers they're both very good i love it all right question number seven stephanie mm -hmm. who would you most like to play head to head or who do you enjoy playing pinball with the most um in terms of who I like playing pinball with the most, probably Zach, the aforementioned <laughs> gray one, <laughs> because he has a habit of, well, if you want him to, and he will give like a running commentary on your play <laughs> that's very sarcastic, very grating, but it gets into your head and it helps you play better. Like... I am not the only person who has gone to him and said, I won such and such a game because I had you being sarcastic to me in my head. <laughs> and as for people that I would like to play with, um, I would like to play against Tim Sexton again. It's been a while and I want to see how I hold up against him. He'll probably still beat me pretty handily, but I might be able to put up a little more of a fight by now. All right. All right. Crystal, same question. Um, this is actually probably the hardest one. Um, my, my favorite person to play pinball with is, is actually one of my really good friends down here. Um, Jake, we, we have a very healthy rivalry when we play pinball. Um, we very much like one up each other, like you're the better player now. 
I'm the better player. No, wait a minute. And then we'll just battle each other, you know, at the, at the local, the local bar. Uh, there was a long time where we were playing Shrek, which is not the best game to play but because, <laughs> because we're buddies and we're playing together. We had a, we had a good time playing and we had a good time figuring it out. But um, yeah, as far as who I would want to play pinball the most with, I think I would really love to play pinball with Dwight Sullivan. Um, he, okay. he was, he's such a blast to, be around, especially in an, like an interview kind of situation. He's just a very interesting, mm -hmm. very genuine person. And um, when I got to talk to him, we weren't playing pinball. We were doing a, an interview. So um, I don't think I've ever actually seen him play pinball. So I think that that would be a lot of fun. I think he would be a really fun person to play. With. Yeah, he seems like the kind that it would be fun to play with. Yeah, for sure. And whenever I hear him interviewed, I just recently heard him when he did... Um, uh, the Twit podcast. I, I'm like, he just seems like a lot of fun. So yeah, yeah it really does. Yep. Awesome. All right. Final question, ladies. This is always the fun one for everybody. Uh, question number eight, Stephanie, what is your dream theme? I have to pick just one, right? <laughs> we, we let people slide that you, if you need more than one, you can have more than one. I have a list. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So the one that I think has the best odds of being made would be a Linkin Park machine. Okay. Yeah. No, I could see that. I, Since I, music pins have good odds, it seems. A lot of people like Linkin Park. At least yeah. you're making that, you know, as I'm like the generational slide away from dad rock into something <laughs> a little more modern. But I mean, I think, yeah, I think that would be a great pin to get made. I mean, I love their music and it, I think it would lend itself to pinball really well. Yeah, I think so. I mean, just the creativity between behind um, some of those songs and some of their music videos. Yeah, that would be super cool. I like that. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Crystal, same question. What is your dream theme? Uh, my dream theme is Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Oh, my God, yes. Um, it was something that I really wanted to make into a homebrew for a really long time. But um, I, I'm not sure if this is true, but I, I have the feeling like some manufacturer is going to do it soon. So I think I might change my gears on my homebrew and do something else. But um, if, if that does happen, I'll be like, okay, I'm selling the whole kit and caboodle and I'm buying a Bill and Ted's <laughs> Excellent Adventure because I think the colors would be awesome. The art could be awesome. It would be just so positive and happy and fun. And uh -huh. um, it would be cool to have another Keanu Reeves spinball machine. <laughs> You yeah. have all the Keanu Reeves, all yeah. the Keanu Reeves. I would have but, a wall, uh, just a, a wall of Keanu Reeves pinball. And that is not a bad thing. But yeah. I love Bill and Ted's. I'm a huge Bill and Ted's fan. I know that there's been grumblings that that is going to come out. If it does, I'm like, I don't even know where I maybe have to sell a kidney on the black market. I don't know because <laughs> yeah. I love Bill and Ted's. Excellent. That's like one of my favorite movies. And I think it would be such a fun pinball game. They have to get the call outs for that. I mean, they yeah. have to. Oh, yeah. You can't not have that game and not have the call out. I like the idea of you be able to end your score in not a zero. And when you get a match, if you get like the only match number you could get is 69. And then the call out would be 69, dudes. 69, dudes. Yeah. <laughs> that would be amazing. Um, yeah. Oh my God. I love that one. Uh, you know, I'm like, I'm like, okay, there has to be a circle K on the play field. Oh, yeah, I was sure. like, you have the telephone foot. booth. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, they have to have an iron maiden. Exactly. I was going to say the iron maiden. Um, oh, my, there's just so much. I'm just, I, I really 
Pimmel manufacturers, the if you do listen to the show, Bill and Ted's, please, 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 please. Uh, that would be so awesome. So hire me to make it. <laughs> oh, hire Crystal. She would do a really good job. It's like, because the thing is, and I and I understand like you have to if and this is just Lauren's opinion that if you're going to be the designer on something you have to be passionate about it like you have to like really love that theme at least that's that's my perception or at least how I would feel like if I was kind of eh, on a theme I don't know if it would be like my best work but I mean Bill and Ted's all day long all day long you guys. I'm so excited again. Thank you guys so much for, for coming on the, the 2019 recap show. Uh, thank you for it, inspiring me to, to be the bod- best podcaster I can be. And just for everything that each one of you do for pinball in your communities. I thank you so much. Oh, thank you, Lauren. I know. I literally have no idea what to say to that. <laughs> awesome. Awesome sauce awards, both of y'all. So for somebody who wants to check out the Riptide pinball podcast, where can they go check it out at? You can email us at RiptidePinballPodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at RiptidePinballPodcast, Twitter at RiptidePodcast, and I keep forgetting that I'm not mentioning that we have a Discord, but we do have a Discord. You're, you're one up on me. I do not have a Discord. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. So you guys can check them out there. Um, We'll put links in the show notes about all the things we talked about. And again, both of you, thank you so much for being on the show. Happy holidays. I hope each of you have a wonderful 2020 and a happy new year. Happy new year. Listeners, thank you so much for joining us. If you have any questions about the show, you can always email me at backboxpinballpodcast at gmail.com. Also, um, if you want to get some swag, you can click on the swag link on the website. I'm changing up the Patreon link, so keep in tune for that. We're going to make it easier for you guys to get some swag out of that as well. Um, But lots of changes and lots of cool stuff coming up in 2020. Thank you so much for joining us and thank you for listening. I really appreciate it and keep flipping. Thanks for listening to the Backbox Pinball Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. To get pinball fun delivered to you every week, subscribe to our podcast on your podcatcher of choice. Also, we'd love for you to post a review on Apple Podcasts. To look at show notes and more, visit our website at backboxpinballpodcast.fireside.fm. Again, that's backboxpinballpodcast.fireside.fm. Thanks for taking us with you, and keep flipping! Keep flipping!